Hi guys, welcome to the podcast today. We are scared but not alone. I am Trayton and this is... It's El. And she has cooked up a sweet story for us today. You just rolled your eyes at me. What are you talking about? When you said, and this is... I want you to prove it. People of the podcast, prove that I rolled my eyes. No, I'm taking that part out. You rolled your eyes at me. Today we're going to switch things up a little bit. Ew, I don't like change. (laughs) Why did you say that so monotone? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first, but first, let me take a selfie. What did you do this weekend? Okay, so today we are going. (laughs) Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Usually, we've discussed myths and legends, but today we are going to talk about. A real story and how it turned into a myth and legend. All right. (laughs) Okay. So today we will be diving deep into the tale of El Muerto, (gasps) the headless horseman of Texas. (gasps) Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So let's travel down south to discuss a legend from Texas. To be specific, today our story will be taking place in the mid-1800s. Insert west noise there you go texas was untamed and unruly yeah the root of the problem was due to the conflicts between u.s and mexico the u.s had decided that the rio grande would be considered the border and and on the other hand the mexican government was like no it's going to be the nueces river that's going to be our border damned man in turn guess what happened America one? No. This left an area between two rivers, and it came to be known as No Man's Land. Nuh-uh. That's where it comes from? No. That's freaking I think awesome. you're going to like this. To, it's a little bit of a... I think you like Cowboys and Wild West and kind of that... I don't know what you're talking about there, partner. <laughs> you <laughs> do, right? This podcast only has room for one of us. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Right? You like, like, cowboy... Yeah, I love westerns. Western cowboy aesthetic. So, yeah, that's actually No Man's Land. I actually didn't know. I didn't know No Man's Land was a thing. I think I thought it was just kind of a saying that people said, like, oh, that's No Man's Land. Absolutely. That's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Up until you had put that out. Yep. That's interesting. And I can show you a picture. Just a quick little one so you don't read everything I'm talking to you about. So, this is Texas. And it's a little weird, but this is the territory that kind of oh, okay. became like no man's land. This is the Nueces River, which is way lower than like, this ain't the same Texas that we see today. No man's land quickly became infested by outlaws. No man's land became home of violence between Mexicans, U.S. citizens, and Comanches, Comanches, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. Um, eventually around 1846, the U.S. and Mexico went to war. In the end, the Rio Grande became that official border. Even though the war had ended, there were Mexican people residing in Texas, and Texas Rangers would actually treat these Mexican people very horrible. They would lynch Mexican people to push the message that they were not wanted anymore in Texas. That's kind of a little bit of a backstory of kind of the situation we're in at this time period, but now we're going to go and meet our characters of the story i guess but this is all like backstory to the main story yeah but this is all like true this is real in 1850 a man by the name of vidal he had a high price on his head 
He lived a life full of crime. He would loot horses and cattle from local ranchers. He was wanted, dead or alive. Same. Whatever. Yeah. For all uh, legal purposes, that was a joke. Yes. Good. One day, he made a fatal mistake. Oh, did he? Yes. What did he do? Vidal had timed a robbery so it could occur during the same time a Comanche attack was coming. Oh, that is genius. That is absolutely genius. So Vidal had managed to loot horses alongside the San Antonio River. <gasps> However, one of these horses had belonged to a particular individual, oh, Creed he did it. Taylor, a Texas ranger who was known for being cruel and brutal. While Creed Taylor was battling the Comanche, he had discovered that one of his horses had been swiped. He assembled a local rancher and his fellow ranger mm. named Bigfoot Wallace. Bigfoot Wallace. Is this the cryptid that we've been looking no, for? No. No? no. Gosh, I don't know it. why he's named that, actually. I should have looked into it, but I th- it's just a nickname, I think. Ah, yeah. They began to track down Vidal and his crew. That's crazy. How did he know that the Comanches were going to end up? I think there's not, like, specifics into this. Oh, uh, there probably couldn't be. But I'm so But I'm so he intrigued. just timed it so these people were busy with the Native Americans doing that, and so just, he could come in and swipe their cattle. He just knew, like, they were going to flip He probably, attack. honestly, what I'm thinking, he was just probably passing by and or heard that they were going to do that somehow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, word of mouth, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, they were able to capture Vidal and his bandits, and in the end, Vidal and his bandits were beheaded. What? In order to set an example, Bigfoot Wallace strapped Vidal's headless body to a horse, tied his hands to the saddle, and let the horse loose. Oh, dude, you see that depicted in, like, westerns all the time. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. It's, it's kind of cool to see kind of where this, where that, where this originated it, yeah. from. Eventually, the horse was captured with Vidal's corpse, still riding atop the horse. The corpse was, had bullet holes and oh, arrows left by terrified onlookers. And Vidal was finally just, I think his horse stopped like at a watering hole or something and people found it there and they just kind of uh, buried him in an unmarked grave and they let the horse free. So I wanted to show you some pictures of Creed Taylor and Bigfoot Wallace just so you can kind of put a face to these people. Okay. If they're not gnarly looking individuals, I'm going to be sad. I'm expecting like six foot five burly looking dudes maybe maybe like one that's got like a five o'clock shadow maybe a cigarette hanging out of its mouth black cowboy hat for sure (laughs) tipped up howdy (laughs) ma'am how goes it all right so this one is creed taylor and that one is bigfoot wallace all right creed Taylor. holy he's a lot older than i expected and i'm not sure at least in um, this picture yeah i'm not sure what time period these pictures were taken from but this is the meme that beheaded Vidal and... Did he behead him with his cane? Because this guy is old. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this could have probably been taken way later. It probably was. Yeah, no. um, Obviously, just looks like your typical black and white photo. You know, the time before people knew how to smile, like when they take pictures. Did you know, actually, that I think most of those were from the time where the cameras they had at the time took like 15 minutes to take a picture oh so you kind of just had to sit there yes and that's why nobody smiled yeah i knew that but it's just an ongoing joke you're trying to make a joke and then bigfoot wallace 
You know who he looks like? Mm. Uh, I don't think you've ever watched the show, but do you know like a Better Call Saul? Mm-mm. No? It's a spinoff of that uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It's their lawyer, the guy that gets them out of all their trouble and stuff and like sh- teaches them how to launder money better so mm-hmm. that they can keep more of their money. Yeah. But that's what this guy looks like. I don't know what the actor's name is, but he looks like Bigfoot Wallace now that you say that. It's kind of cool to put faces oh. to the characters in our yeah. story. No, I agree. No, I really... I, that's cool. Thank you for showing me that. Mm-hmm. Although they did uh, bury, bury Vidal in an unmarked grave, that did not stop from sightings of the headless horseman. Like they, oh, so it even is though said he to is this, buried and laid to rest. Yes, even though he is laid and buried and taken care of, apparently there's still sightings of him. It has been said that to this day his apparition is still seen in no man's land, and it is apparently still seen killing and stealing livestock. Don't know how true that is. You know, Sometimes it's just the, the same. Just never stops. I guess. In 1917, he was seen by a couple. Allegedly, the horseman was crying, quote, it's mine, it's all mine, end quote. Sounds like somebody that likes to loot, yeah. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, he was spotted again in 1969 in Freer, Texas. Really? Yes. Hmm. And everywhere I looked, that's all they said. There's not, like, specific details of who saw them, what time. It's just kind of the same thing. And allegedly, there is a location that now goes by the name of Headless Horseman Hill, where he was spotted by another wagon in San Patricio, Texas, by Mm. the Old Hill Cemetery. Or Old City Cemetery, sorry. That's interesting. So there's still... I don't feel like they're recent, but there's still sightings from... The 1900s. Just, so kind of just like an apparition, just like yes. people like, whoa, yes. there he is. Yes. Hmm. Now let's talk about and dis- let's talk and discuss about the headless horseman more in detail. The headless horseman is a mythical figure, and he has been known around the world since the Middle Ages. Typically, he is described as a headless horseman on horseback who is headless. Wow, it's pretty self-explanatory. So I was like looking more into this and just kind of seeing like what specific cultures or folklore has a headless horseman in it. Folklore. For folklore. Yeah. Did I say it weird? Yeah, you said folklore. Folklore. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> like Lord. Fork, so fork. I don't know how to say this, but the Dullahan from Ireland is okay. described as a demonic French fairy that rides a horse while carrying his head under his arm. Which you've probably seen that, I think. Oh, Scooby-Doo movies, dude. Uh, the yeah. Flippin', mm-hmm. Yeah. The headless uh, pumpkin dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see that quite a bit, too. Um, he wields a whip made from a human spine. According to Irish folklore, when the Dullahan stops riding, a death occurs. Oh, no. Because he gets off and whips him with the spine. I don't know. Just that's that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Um, headless horsemen are also mentioned in Scottish folklore and German folklore. However, I'm not really necessary. I'm not necessarily worried about like the folklore. I just want to bring to the attention that there's a lot of different headless horsemen. Yeah. There, there's a lot of regions that have a, a tale of 
a headless horseman. Do you think it's just like somebody that got beheaded and is super, like he was just super angry, and now he just can't rest anymore? Maybe. Wow, that would be insane. But let's talk about more than the discussion. I'm I'm okay. getting close. Keep going. Um. Also, this is kind of like a fun fact. Um. This is like the f- most of the things that would pop up whenever I searched up the Headless Horseman. And it just talks about the fictional character in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I don't know if you ever read uh, that or did that. Can't say I did. I don't know anything about it, but I it was a reoccurring You're telling me thing. you didn't read this book for this podcast? No. <laughs> a little bit fun fact about cowboys. They actually originated from Mexico. Yes, they did. The caballos. Vaqueros. Oh, vaqueros. Dang it. I was so close. Yeah. Ah, Caballos is horse, horses, isn't it? Yeah. Dang it. Ah. And so by the 1700s, the lifestyle made it to the U.S., present day Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. And according to history.com, during the early 1800s, many English speaking settlers migrated to the West and adopted aspects of vaquero culture, including their clothing style and cattle driving methods. Yes, sir. It's definitely different than our normal investigations that we do. I feel like a lot of time when we hear about these myths and legends, we don't have like an actual backstory to it. This has a really good this backstory. This has a really good backstory. across multiple cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find that really interesting. And I do appreciate that you did one of like an American like side culture. Mm-hmm. Because, well, not American. Well, North I mean, American, it's still North, Mexican, I guess. Well, North no American region. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Because America really doesn't have a lot of, like... We're not that old. Yeah, exactly. We're not that old. So we don't have, like, stories, like, from the mid-1400s. Like, that are me. old, 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 you know, ancient, oh, yeah. thousands of years. This banshee's been around for years Yes, it's the beginning years. of time oh, or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. get... Over I just yourself. I thought it was an interesting story though because it's something real that happened and that I mean could happen. Yeah. But from an outside view, if you just see this headless guy on a horse and the horse is just going, oh, like I'm you're gonna be in like the opposite direction. Yes, I'm out. Exactly. And no. I thought it was actually, I mean, it's it. I don't know what to say when they when they found the body and they actually found like arrows in it and bullets. So people were actually getting terrified over this and yeah. shooting at it. Yeah, it's a, so, it's a Wednesday. Or at him, his corpse, I guess. It's a Wednesday in the West. Yeah. That's a target practice. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were terrified. I would be. I, I like. I would be freaking terrified. I like some of the, some people that write these um, researches of this mm-hmm. have very good descriptive words. And I wanted to include it in mine, but I'm like, it's pretty much just plagiarizing what they yes. said. But a lot it, of people that's... were describing like the once he set the horse free, like it was that the body was just swaying to like the the step of the horse or whatever. And I just imagined that very vividly, just a corpse with no head, just kind of like you know swaying back and forth. Like Ugh. that's disturbing. I really like that. It was very. The imagery of the just that sentence, I was like, "Oh, I can, I yeah, can see yeah, it. No. That's scary." Yeah. So I wanted to mention it, but that would be freaking crazy. Yeah, no, I'm not a uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I, but like I said, I just think it was a really interesting story because I can see that's like something that actually happened. But people were probably really freaked out. And we're like, "Oh my god, there's a headless horseman. That is a ghost. That is." That terrifying. is uh, my time to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, bye. And I just thought it was very interesting how I guess he was still seen after that. But I'm wondering if it might have not been the same one. I mean, I'm pretty sure. 
Who knows? There could be multiple. There could be multiple. I'm feeling maybe several people at that time could have gotten executed and oh, put on absolutely. display like that. They had hangings all the time. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Very interesting. I really appreciated that. I, I was really scared. It like mixed a little bit of a history aspect mm-hmm. in with like a little bit of a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like it was I was really, really nervous. I thought it, I mean, it's, it's different than our normal investigations that we've done. But I feel like it's a really good foundation so we can really understand like where these myths and legends come from and how they could start. Because like we've always said, there's probably a grain of truth in all these stories that we hear. And in this case, there was a headless horseman. Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine just being in that kind of a time period and seeing that? Like we see crazy stuff all the time. Thanks like or we see crazy things all the time thanks to like movies because they have all this different electronic stuff that's yeah, able to like buried. muster up anything that you would really mm-hmm. imagine but dude it is like the 1800s the coolest thing you've probably ever seen in your life is a horse mm-hmm. what could make it cooler dude guy without a head on a yes. horse but just the the fact that these guys were like don't mess with my cattle and they're mounting this guy and putting him on display like that. Oof. That tells you about the character of these people that, you know, yeah. out in the no it, man's it land. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> it it was really cool. I mean, like like you were saying, the history aspect of this investigation was like so cool. I'm like, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. And even just seeing like that old map of like Texas and like the territories. I'm like, this was a long time ago. It's really interesting because mm-hmm. I just uh, like you said I really en- I really enjoy hearing like how it got to be like this mm-hmm. and you bringing that up yeah. was freaking awesome yeah and a lot of times we see the other side of it we just yeah. see the apparitions of the headless horseman but we never hear the story of this you know cowboy stealing cattle gets beheaded and gets turned into a headless horseman yeah I was I was actually really nervous about this investigation I thought it wasn't mm. going to be enough. No, that was pretty solid. I really enjoyed it. Um, While I was writing it, um, I was actually listening to like Western, like cowboy themed music, and I was getting into it. Yeah, that's the one. All right, well, you got anything else for nope, me? Nope, that is all. Do we want to do a rating for this? I mean... Oh, dude, I give it a 10. You give it... I'm, I'm giving no, it a uh, solid 10. Do you think the Headless, headless Horsemen obviously exist? Well... Whether or not they're alive right, or not... You're right, it's 10. It's 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10. He was real. He was real. All right, yeah, that's our first 10 out of 10, 10, 10. Let's go. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. All righty. I did that a lot in this episode. I'm so sorry. I was just I so excited. I actually only heard it twice. Okay, yeah. I was, I was moving in my seat, getting descriptive, and yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you guys. If you guys have any... Questions, comments, concerns, concerns? you can send them to our email at scaredbutnotalonepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah, and if you guys got anything you'd want us to... Uh, research and talk about you guys can also send that into the email at uh, scared but not alone podcast at gmail.com yes. reach out to us on instagram i was gonna say one more thing and sorry about last episode we did not do our like our proper outro. our proper so outro just remember 
if you happen to see a headless horseman and you happen to be in no man's land, remember, you may be scared, but, but you're, you're not, not alone. alone. <laughs>